listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 304. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the extremely silly today. I hope uh, this comes through in the episode. John Brownstone. Yeah. You were just singing and then you were being goofy at the camera, even though the camera's not on and recording anything. And I've trained you well. <laughs> the camera's in front of you. You will look at it even if you don't need to. Uh, I've done my job here. I feel good about that. I guess so. Yeah. See, guess so. it's not just doms and tops that train. Just telling you. Oh. <laughs> this week, before we go on our break, uh, we are doing another BDSM Q&A. Uh, we kind of do that before we go on breaks because we're tired by this point, which is why we have breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took questions from over on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate. <clears throat> and we might take questions from the live stream chat, um, but we don't know. And this is a bit of time traveling, so... We are recording this before we do it, so we don't know what'll happen, but you'll find out in the episode because we'll find out when we do the episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, <laughs> Loving DS and the number one, so that's at Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We are able to keep doing this weird thing on the internet, in large part because of our mm-hmm. patrons. Uh, we're very, 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 very grateful to each and every one of them. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can do that at patreon.com slash That's patreon.com slash You can join for as little as $2 a month. You get extra stuff and you help us keep doing this weird thing mm-hmm. on the internet. Okay. <laughs> Oh, podcast listeners, uh, if you think, gosh, these people don't sound polished on my podcast, <laughs> whoo, you should come watch a live stream because it's even more chaotic. Or see what goes on behind the scenes. Know, right? <laughs> so before we get into the episode, yes, we do have a sponsor this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is one that I was surprised at myself that I said sure to, but I didn't see anything that terrified me. So there we go. Okay. Our sponsor this week is a chat, a sexy kinky chat site called bdsmchat.co. They are relaunching. Apparently they existed, then they like died down, got quiet. I don't know where they went. And now they are back. It is absolutely chat room like you might be used to with sex, but it is completely focused on kink. So you can go into different chat rooms based on your kinks. Uh, There's a dom sub chat room, there's, you know, age play, there's foot fetish, whatever. And I I waltzed in and oh, people were definitely uh, doing some virtual role play in the chat like mm. people do it is also a site that has uh gives you once you registered and you have to be 18 and older and all that good stuff uh to cam models and stuff if you're interested in that they have message boards for people to actually ask legit questions it's so new in its relaunch that it's fairly quiet still mm. um so if you're like it's hard to get my kink on because i don't have a partner or i can't not have access to my partner regularly or hey we like to do online stuff this could be a place it is free you do not have to sign up register um with all of your information you can go in as a guest registration mm. where you just do name 
and um, gender and make sure you're over 18 and to look around. That's how I did it. And I was like, okay, it's not my thing in the sense of I don't, virtual role play is still role play. Chatting through role play is, mm, I did it when you and I were getting together yeah. uh, and I was okay. Cause it was the only way we could connect. But now that I don't need that, I'm definitely not into it, but I know a lot of people are. True. So this is not the site. If you're like, I just want to make friends. It could be eventually, but it's really the site of, I want to get my kink on. So if you <laughs> are looking for that, the URL is bdsmchat.co.co bdsmchat.co. Uh, the link will be in the places, show notes for podcast listeners, description box for um, YouTube folks. I don't think I've put it in the description box yet. <laughs> I will get it there. It's bdsmchat.co. So uh, thanks to them for sponsoring this week's episode. Yes. Yay. Okay. Uh, let me look at my notes for other things. <laughs> um, we're taking a break next week, just as yep. a reminder, so that I don't get any panicky DMs or emails of, there was no podcast this week. Where's the podcast? There's no video this week. I love it that people worry and more like, where the hell are you? Mm -hmm. Love that. But also I like to prevent that by just letting you know we're going on a break. We do it quarterly because we can, because why the fuck not? Okay. This already feels chaotic and I haven't even gotten into anything. <laughs> um, I do want to say this is more, this is for everybody, but it's more immediately beneficial for live stream viewers, but it's there for everybody. Um, I, when I was looking through the questions we got off of Instagram, I saw that a lot of the questions were on things we've talked about. Mm. So I started pulling links where we've talked about either blog, video or podcast form. And so, um, if you are interested in deeper dives or this was your question or you have a question similar to this and our answer will be probably a little surface level to try and get through as many questions as possible. Um, the links are in the places to go do a deep dive and hear and read and see more of what we have said on the topic. Um, description box for YouTube, show notes for podcast listeners. So those links are already there. Uh, if I have like a moment where I remember something or we take end up taking questions from the live chat and there are more links, I'll put those in. Links, links, links. So yeah, okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Going into, oh. first question. Tips for discreet ways to honor our dynamic in a social setting. We have definitely had these conversations before. Yes. The links are definitely in the places, but you wanna give some high level tips of things to do social um, setting power exchange go. i mean just just normal little things that wouldn't seem like um you know ds but have meaning to you and this this is something believe it or not get asked a lot mm -hmm. um you know simple things like fetching a drink for for your big d um fixing a plate for them um you know, just any, anything little like that can be part of the power exchange. When we're out, you have to walk on a certain side yep. of me. Nobody would clock that as anything. No. Like it doesn't, it doesn't look like anything. And it like, it only has to be meaningful to you. So Correct. I make your, oh, it's been a hot minute since we've gone to a restaurant for breakfast and you had coffee. But mm -hmm. when we do the, 
I always confuse the servers <laughs> yes. because they put your coffee down in front of you, and then I and pull then it to she me. And she pulls it to her, and she, I make and she your coffee. fixes it. Yep. Right. Um, you open my door for me. Yeah. And, you know, f- yes, there are absolutely people who go, oh, well, that's really chivalrous, or oh, that's what, oh, I hate this one, but that's what men should do. Uh-uh-uh. No, for us, we've discussed it. Mm-hmm. We, I have agreed to allow it, even though it's a really hard habit to break, opening your own fucking door. Uh, and you do it because it's part of our power exchange. So it can be literally anything. Um, when we're with family, I still love the fact that my Southern upbringing means that nobody bats an eye. I get your plate ready. Yes. Like it kind of like, but gender norms suck on a lot of levels, but man, if you can, if you can use them to your benefit, go for it. Because yeah, in my Southern family, the women always were in the kitchen, plating up meals and and Mm -hmm. making sure the the men folk had and the kids had enough food. And like, we know what it means to us. And we also teach our kids that gender norms are bullshit, (laughs) but we use it to our advantage. Yeah. So yeah, just think of little things that one of you can do for another or little ways of representing who's in charge. Like literally telling somebody which side to stand on is a power move, right? Um, But yeah, they don't have to look like anything. No, they they don't. They really don't. They don't. It's gonna be little things that make sense to you and your personality and your situation and where you're at and your Mm -hmm. dynamic. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. Oh, I went the wrong way. There we mm-hmm. go. Okay. So um, this one's a little bit longer. I'm going to try and get m- most of it here. It says, you often mention that a sub and dob must vet each other properly before sex comes into question. Mm, I'll go ahead and stop you there. We recommend vetting before power exchange comes into question. Right. If you, if you want to fuck, fuck. But power exchange is where we talk about vetting. Yeah. Um, I had sex with my dom pretty soon. After, ah, what is this doing? Okay. Mm. After meeting him, I was a virgin and was intrigued by the BDSM lifestyle. And he was amazing from the very beginning. But now I'm considering the fact that I may have moved too quickly in sleeping with him and going forward with a daddy baby girl um, dynamic. Especially because I feel myself catching feelings, even though it's not a good idea, given that he's non-monogamous and is pretty pessimistic about relationships. On top of all this, I've been abroad for three out of four months. I've known him. We still engage regularly via DM, send each other naughty pics, stuff like that. Uh, I guess my question is, can you give me advice on the feelings front? I'm trying not to fall for him since a future with him is probably not even an option. How can I separate my feelings from power exchange? I absolutely love engaging with him and he feels honored to be the one I chose to experience and explore my sexuality. So there's a few things in there. Mm. This one I, I had has been rolling in my mind for a minute. So first of all, I do want to say that just because somebody is non-monogamous does not mean they can't or won't choose to have a committed partnership with a person it means that they might have multiple relationships it can mean a lot of things so if you want to know how this partner feels about a committed relationship and to actually know you've got to ask them okay so that's part of it um the other thing we already said about sex i don't care who you fuck i mean take some basic risk assessment and caution Mm -hmm. be cautious in my opinion because i'm risk averse but the vetting is really for the power exchange yeah the thing that the big thing that i i I don't think you can avoid catching feelings. I think feelings are going to happen or they're not. Yeah. I mean, you, you could say that, you know, well, you can compartmentalize. You can try if you're you, wired you, that you way. You can try. Some people cannot, some people cannot are not capable of doing that. So, you know, in some cases you can do that. 
Um, you know, if you go to meet this person, you say, okay, well, we're going to have a scene and we're going to do this. And, you know, the end result is we're going to have sex. And, and that goes into that box and, and that's where you, you know, do it. But, yeah, not everybody can do that. So, so a, f- it's- a few things, though. One, it sounds to me like assumptions are being made. You're assuming that your feelings will not be reciprocated. You're assuming this is not going to work out long term. You know, if you're getting the feedback from this person, that they're actually honored for the privilege of being your your dominant partner. That's a good sign that for at least right now, they're into it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, they're happy to be here doing the thing with you in the capacity that they can. Um, anytime you start, you know, assuming you know, based on a few details that are pertinent to that, to the situation, you don't actually know, you've got to ask, like, how do you feel about a committed relationship since you're non-monogamous? Where do you see this dynamic going, especially Mm -hmm. if you're about to come back and be local to them or closer, at least to them? The other thing is it's very possible that they're going to go. Yeah, I don't want anything. I'm not looking for anything long term. I'm I'm happy in the moment. I'm staying in the present. Let's you know, let's just enjoy the moment while we have it. That Mm -hmm. could be their response. Right. So first of all, give them the chance to tell you what they're actually thinking. Regardless of what they tell you, the thing to do on your end, I personally, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who can just stop their feelings in their tracks, but most of us can't. You feel what you feel. The difference is how you think about your feelings and what you do about them. So you cannot control what that other person does, right? They might be very straightforward with you and go, no, I'm not looking for anything, you know, committed. I don't, I don't know where I'll be in a year. I don't like, I'm just taking it day by day. First of all, you can take things day by day and find yourself still together 10 years from now. That happens all the time too. But if they give you that information, if they are that straightforward with you, then now it's your responsibility to go, I'm, I'm developing feelings. Now, what am I going to do about that? You might decide I'm going to enjoy this moment and see where it takes me. That's where I started with you. I was not ready to think about commitment and long-term. I didn't believe it could be something long-term. I was both jaded and still slightly heartbroken from the previous breakup. I did not trust good things happening to me. Yeah. I also still had that thinking of, oh, he's going to figure out what kind of hot mess I am and he's going to head for the hills at some point. And so I enjoyed what we had. And I told myself because I didn't think I was looking for commitment, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take it day by day and enjoy what I've got right now. That's from a different mindset, probably, you know, because it was a lack of trust in anything good. Um, But if you can get yourself there to go, I'm just going to enjoy what's happening today and we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is, is if you choose to stay knowing that it might end at some point or knowing that you're never going to get more than you've got right now, I would recommend doing a lot of check-ins with yourself because it is easy to tell yourself, I can handle this, I can handle this, and six months down the road realize you're miserable. And not mm-hmm. only are you miserable in the relationship, maybe y'all are making each other miserable because the misery is gonna leak out. Yeah. Um, so do check-ins with yourself and go, am I actually happy? Not, is that person nice to me doing good things? The kink is great, but am I actually happy and or content with the situation? Mm -hmm. And that's the time to get honest with yourself. What you cannot do is make the other person change their mind, make the other person have the same feelings for you, make them be who they're not. And also 
if it's good right now, I don't see the re need to cut and run. I can understand why some people make that decision. If they're like, we're going on two different paths and I don't wanna spend time with somebody who is not on the same path as me. I think that's a legitimate decision to make. Sure. But also I don't think it's a requirement that you make that decision. It's okay to go, well, let's just see how this plays out. As long as you can be realistic with yourself that you cannot change anything about what the other person thinks. They've gotta to come mm -hmm. to those decisions on their own. And if they're telling you honestly how they feel, then you've gotta believe what they say and make decisions accordingly. I don't, I don't say you've gotta believe what they say, but you've gotta honor what they're saying. Like their actions yeah. might be different than their words, but if their actions and their words are matching up, like they don't want a committed relationship, they're not looking for anything long-term and you believe them when they tell you that, that's when it's, you know, monitor yourself, monitor how you feel, and then make your decisions based on that, not based on what might happen if, you know, they get hit on the head tomorrow and get amnesia and change their mind. Like, no, 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 no. What's actually happening and how do you feel about that? And then mm -hmm. go from there. But don't assume anything just because somebody's non-monogamous or even just because somebody's pessimistic about relationships. I was pessimistic about relationships. And then I met the partner who helped me become less pessimistic. I'm not saying that's gonna happen to you, but you just don't know what'll happen. So as long as you're happy and content and you have talked to your partner, go from there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see. Next question. I got rambly. I don't think I got ranty, but I definitely got rambly. Rambly, yep. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay. Next question. Uh, any advice for DS breakups, especially for first times? We have links to that in the places, mm -hmm. first of all. Um, but any high level tips you would? Lots of self care. Let yourself feel what you feel. Yeah. Like acknowledge the feelings and don't try to like should them away. Well, I shouldn't feel this way. Well, it just lasted X number of whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I shouldn't, you know, be sad. I shouldn't, I should be better now. Like, meh, fuck that shit. Don't shit all over yourself. Yeah, feel what you feel. Let yourself grieve. Mm -hmm. It is real. It is real. <laughs> that's, a, I think that's another thing because a lot of DS breakups I've seen more, most recently are newer relationships. Like the, man, the dynamic was just getting started and then the breakup occurs. And people will invalidate their own sadness and grief over that. Like, well, it didn't last yeah. that long. Yeah, but power exchange can get pretty intense once you step on that path. And the intensity ramps up for a lot of us almost immediately. Like the moment you're dumb and I'm baby girl, it's like, it's just, it's deeper than a couple of first dates where you barely yeah. you know, talked about anything. Um, I think we, give a lot more space for grief on long-term relationships, which deserve that as well. Mm -hmm, but short-term mm -hmm. relationships do too. Um, yeah, lean on your kink friends. I, my, my bad breakup, I didn't have any kink friends to talk to. I was fortunate that I had a vanilla friend who was my friend no matter what and did not negate my grief, even though it was a relatively short-term relationship. She knew I didn't want to talk about the details of the relationship. And so she respected that. And so she was just a really supportive friend while I was heartbroken. Mm -hmm. But if you, so if you have that, great. Um, but I understand how difficult it can be when you, what you want to do is talk to somebody and go, but, but they told me what to do every day or I depended on them for all these things. Vanilla friends don't always get it. So if you have kink friends that you can talk to, 
talk to your kink friends. Mm -hmm. um, I would also say don't put pressure on yourself one way or the other about how quickly or not you're gonna get back into it. If you take time off, that's cool. If you negotiate a pickup place scene at the next BDSM party, that's also fine. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think there's rules to any of it. And I think we all there's, cope in our yeah, own way. There's, there's no rules and, and everybody, you know, reacts differently, has different feelings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, there's no cookie cutter things. Right. You know, but you you just kind of try and try some different things and find what works for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I actually answered this person this next question privately because they sent me more detail. It's not a question we're qualified to answer. Okay. But I want to put it out here mm -hmm. because I want the answer to be out here. The very basic answer. Gotcha. I also want to like do a PSA on questions like this with us. The question was, how do you deal with a dynamic that consists of two switches? And then they did give me more detail in a DM, but basically I had to go, hmm, we are not qualified because we are very, very firmly dom and sub. Yeah. Um, based on what they told me, I was like, the the basic answer is you've got to talk to about, about this with your partner, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing I recommended um, was to consume content and listen to resources from people who are switches. And so this is the moment I'm gonna plug Pink Kink Podcast uh, because both the hosts, Rara and Dara are switches. And so even if they're not doing an episode about being a switch, the conversation's gonna revolve around yeah. their different experiences. And so you'll probably get some stuff from them. So if you are a switch and you're like, but I need the switchy content, we will never satisfy that. <laughs> mm -mm. No, no, we will, so we will, no. We recommend Pink King Podcast. Mm -hmm. Okay, next question. Um, still fairly new to DS, play sessions. How to get in the right mindset before we start. One, I've got some a link about kinky mindsets that you can mm -hmm. check out if that is your question. Um, how do you get into the right mindset? Um, or how do you recommend people? Do for, it? for me, I like concocting the scene in my head. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, what implements I'm going to be using, you know, toys, uh, which paddles, which, you know, canes, crops, whatever, um, it, it's going to be, I'm, I'm thinking about what, what is going to be used um, I think about where I'm going to have you for all that, laying in the bed, laying over the bed, over my lap, you know, I think about those things. And then, um, the other thing, which, which kind of helps get me in the mindset, um, say to said I ever am. You know, I like teasing you beforehand to build an anticipation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, when we were long distance, especially when we were leading up to uh, being able to see one another, there was lots of texting about yeah. what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that has to be just a long distance relationship tool. I think that no. can be something anybody no. can use. So however you most frequently and easily comment, um, communicate uh, digitally, um, feel free to use that. Um, you also um, 
set things out where I can see them. Oh yeah. So I know something's coming. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And then I know a lot of people, we used to do this more regularly. We kind of don't anymore. And I know a lot of people do this right before the scene. There's a bit of a ritual that people will follow and it's different for everybody. So for some people it might be, uh, what you used to do with me was you would have me undress you if you were gonna get naked in the scene. You don't always, right. you often stay clothed, but mm -hmm. if you were getting naked, my job was to undress you. When we're uh, at the dungeon playing, before we do anything, I kneel in front of you, in front of everybody, yes, and you put my play collar on. Correct. That's the signal to my brain and my body that mm, shit's about to go down. Um, <laughs> some people do a collar thing. Even if it's a play collar and you haven't, like, you're not doing the whole committed relationship with collar, play collars are pretty common. You can do something like that. Wearing a certain outfit, undressing, getting into a, uh, some people do kneeling positions, but it doesn't have to be kneeling, especially if you were like me and you got bad knees. Um, but doing a specific thing almost identically each time before you play will train your brain eventually, some quicker, some slower than others, depends, mm. that, ooh, ooh, we're about to get kinky now. And so it can be as meaningful to you as you want it to be. It can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be. Um, but something that is the thing that happens right before the scene so that you learn when this happens, fuckery is approaching. Hmm. And that can often help with mindsets. Okay, oh, next question. Um, how can we create a playtime in our routine is the next question. I We have talked about how to make sure you get your playtime when vanilla life is interfering. Mm -hmm. Those links are in the places, but what tips would you offer? Um, I'm, I'm gonna say, you know, sometimes what you have to do, just like you schedule a date to go out to dinner or go to a movie, mm -hmm. um, Sometimes you have to do that with your kink. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. let's face it, life is life. We, we we all have to work. Many of us have families to take care of, you know, caregivers in other ways. Um, it, it, it just is what it is. Life is what it is. And, you know, it can't always just happen. And if you just let it go, let it go, it never it never will happen. So you Ask know, us how we know. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, you know, setting up that schedule, you know, oh, we, we have some free time coming up next week. You know, nobody needs to, nobody wants to see us. Nobody needs us for anything. Let's uh, schedule in some us time to have some fun. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, you, you have to take care of the, um, you know, you, you have to take advantage of, of things while you, when you can. Mm -hmm. we, you and I have started doing something that is not as stringent as scheduling, even though I'm a huge, a huge fan of it. Like put it on your calendar, mm -hmm. put it in your phone, like whatever, like plan for it. Even if that means if you have it available, paid time off, or maybe you can hire a babysitter or it's my favorite mm -hmm. used to be when the kids were at school or at daycare. Oh, oh yeah, I, that would be the day to take a day off, okay? Uh, mental health day. Nobody needs to know that my mental mm -hmm. health is improved when there's kinky yeah. fuckery in it. Um, I mean, but, for, for us, for a while there, we, you know, with, with the kids being home, we didn't have the opportunity for, for playtime. But what helped us immensely was once a month, the, the local dungeon would have, they would open at 8 a.m. in the morning. And we would be there at 8.30 after we dropped yeah. the kids off at school. Uh, we, would, we would drop, you know, 
we, we knew that day they were open. We would drop the kids off at school and man, off we would go. If anybody out there uh, who runs a dungeon actually can hear the sound of our voice. If you have the means and the staff and the money, cause I understand mm -hmm. turn on the lights of the dungeon that costs money. If yeah. you have the means to do it, to open just even one day a month in the right. middle of the day for Kingsters, you might be surprised at how much traffic you can get once mm -hmm. people know it's available because parents especially or caregivers i mean once there's a certain point in the day and kids are out of school or people yeah. are off work they don't and weekends mm -hmm. where you got to get a babysitter that right. shit's hard yeah so and, and not only that, that. Fam, you know people with families absolutely um one of the other reasons for them doing this was people who work third shift that can't yeah, get there at night can't get to anything you know at night. there there are people who work or who always work weekends like yeah. they're just never going to make it to a weekend party so, so it, it yeah. gave the the opportunity for for them to have access to play mm -hmm. highly highly yep. recommend um the other thing i was going to say that we've gotten really good at and first of all whether you're trying to make it part of a schedule part of your routine or you just want to like work it into your day a little bit more organically, which is what we've been trying to do lately. <laughs> Boring answer, you're gonna have to talk about it, but it's mm -hmm. talking about it in a way that you are navigating it together. And what I mean by that is, well, first we had the discussion, I think I whined, um, we're not getting enough of this and I don't like it. And you were like, I don't like it either. Well, there was mutual whining. Yeah. By putting it out there and saying that we, we don't like this and we want to change this one that opens the door to it just being a thing that you can talk about you're, you're not pretending otherwise right um but we also talked about our specific situation which is what you're going to have to do you know with a partner of what your life looks like and i was i kept going dude we work from home <laughs> we make our own schedule we're beholden to nobody's time to clock in or out and there are chunks of time for us um, when there's nobody home. We need to like, and and I, we are really bad about this. We'll tell ourselves, oh, if we don't have an hour, we don't have time for fuckery. Yeah. We can get a lot done in 15 minutes. Thank yeah, you very can. much. So by having those conversations and just saying that, not even making a strict plan, you're in charge of when we're gonna do a thing. You're gonna mm -hmm. check in to make sure I want to, of course, but you plan that. And so by having those conversations, you know that I'm definitely open for, if we've got a free 10 or 15 minutes, let's take it. And that's exactly what you did. What was that just yesterday? Yeah. I have no concept of time anymore. Mm -hmm. Like you were like, come with me into the bedroom. And yep. I followed you like a, a little submissive lamb. Okay. And yes, I was like, you did. cause you used your Dom tone and it was, mm -hmm out of place because <laughs> it was like it's 10 30 on a tuesday but okay let's go right. and next thing i know i got like a good 15 minute paddling mm -hmm. and my mind was clear and calm right. so depending on the flexibility of your life just talking about hey i want to look for more times when we can do this as well that can be a way to more organically add small moments um, mm -hmm. when scheduling only allows, like maybe your schedule only allows you to do something once a week or once a month. If you and your partner are on the same page of let's look for short periods of time when this will work, you'll find them more frequently. Right. Okay. Okay. Next question. That is not a question. Okay. Uh, 
Next question, any tips for curing subdrop, especially if you suffer from depression? So first we've talked about drop many, many mm -hmm. times. The links are in the places. The second thing before we go into tips for dealing with subdrop is that I have never heard of an actual effective quote cure for it. Mm -mm. It is not something you can make go away. It is a thing you gotta go through. I think you can shorten the duration with some of the things we've talked yeah. about in the past, but I have never come across anybody who's like, oh, well I did this one thing and and no more subdrop and it was mm -hmm. gone in five minutes. Like I just, no. So how can we get through it? What tips would you offer? Um, you know, it. I, I think that's where it's important. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of self-care. Um, things that make you happy, whether it's watching comedies, watching cartoons. Um, do you enjoy to read a good book? You know. Do you have the mental stamina to read a good book, though? Well, that's a thing to think. About. But I know what I'm, you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, you know, is there a, a game on your phone that you enjoy? You know, something that that you just like to pass. You know things little things like that can help get you through it um, I think one of the most important things is to have a kinky friend that you can talk to about it you know especially if your partner either if you can't talk to the person that helped you get to drop mm -hmm. or they themselves are in drop yeah. and so are not much help <laughs> I, that that's why to me you, know, you hear me say this you know even as much as communicate <laughs> But, you know, it, it's important to have that kinky community, those kinky friends. And, and that this is an example why, because it, it's even worse when you don't have someone that you can talk to about things the like that. isolation you can know, be really rough. And, yeah. and, and that can make it even worse. But when there's somebody you can talk to who understands mm -hmm. what you're going through, mm -hmm. man, that can make a world of difference. Absolutely. So this, for whatever reason, this question even though we've had so many conversations, it got like my, I've been thinking about how I wanted to answer this for literal hours. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this question is the one that did it for me. So a few things, everything JB just said, definitely. Um, a reminder about drop that not, it, not only is it different from person to person, it can be different from situation to situation. So if you know how you typically experience drop, that's good. If you've only done had drop like once or twice, you might find that the things that worked last time won't work this time because you're having a different experience with it. Let me explain. Sometimes drop is a an emotional exhaustion or down feeling prop can be mm -hmm. similar to feelings of depression. Sometimes, man, drop and depression together, that's a double whammy I don't wish on anybody. Um, but sometimes it can be physical. I have gone through drop where I cried for three days straight but could not tell you why. Um, but also I've had drop where I thought I was getting the flu. I was like, oh my God, do I need to go to the doctor? I feel physically bad. And then I've had drop where it was both. And that is also a double whammy I would wish on nobody. So if you know how you typically experience drop, that gives you knowledge to plan for the future drop. And what I mean by that is if you know you're about to go into a situation where drop could occur. So it's not always kinky scenes in subspace. Um, I have absolutely not gone into subspace and still had drop. Um, it can also just be from an emotional high of being with a partner or having a kink scene. I used to go through drop after every visit we had with one another, mm -hmm. partly because I was both. sad because you were going home, but also because it had been so good when we were together. When you yeah. go to kink conventions, con drop is a thing. So yeah. drop occurs for lots of different reasons. But the best thing I think you can do for yourself 
is not during drought, but before. So you plan for it, meaning what makes you feel cared for and comforted when you're feeling low, emotionally or physically? Is that hot water bottles and weighted blankets? Is it indulgent snacks? Is it some game on your, excuse me, some game on your phone? Is it a comfort read or a comfort Netflix binge? Get those things ready. The other thing is, somebody mentioned it in the live chat, aftercare, aftercare, aftercare. Um, mm -hmm. If you don't normally negotiate aftercare for yourself, it's not a thing you usually like, but you also go through serious drop, I would ask you to reconsider your lack of aftercare needs. If you usually have aftercare and also go through drop, I would say let's maybe tweak aftercare. Aftercare will not fix drop. It will not make it go away completely. It will not make it so you never have it, have it but it can help. Because if what you need is cuddles or warmth or to feel loved and appreciated, that can sometimes, sometimes for some people, minimize drop later. Um, the other thing is if you are getting drop after like casual play, like this isn't like your, your partner that you're in a, a serious dynamic with and you're in constant communication, you might wanna negotiate um, follow-ups with one another. In our opinion, mm -hmm. it is good practice uh if you're casual partners where you just play together every once in a while you should check up on each other a couple days after play just to make sure everything was going okay but some people negotiate that out and go no no i'm good after the scene you go your way i'll go mine it's fine if you're going through drop maybe if you know that you're going through drop consistently maybe go hey could you just check up on me a couple days later there's something about being able to talk to the person that you went through the experience with and each one or both of you going whoo i'm in drop right now yeah it's less isolating you feel less alone if that's not an option for you then don't wait till you're in drop to try to have the mental strength to reach out to a kink friend find the kink friend that you feel comfortable with if you have them and go, hey, I'm about to go do a thing this weekend or tomorrow or whatever. And I, I might be in drop afterwards. Will you do me a favor and will you check in on me on X day, the day after, tomorrow morning, whatever. Um, because when you're in drop, because it's such an emotional strain most of the time, you don't even have the energy to send that text message. But if that friend is a, a, a reliable friend and they reach out to you. Now you have to respond to the text or the call or the whatever, but you have that that you can count on and that will help you out as well. Mm -hmm. So um, let future you think past you in preparing for what you'll need if drop occurs. So you don't have to be in the middle of the mental struggle or the physical struggle of drop and to gather your comfort things food, objects, whatever, whatever, have them ready. If you don't need them, no problem. They're there for next yeah. time. But if you do need them, you've just removed a barrier to getting the comfort you need. It's already there or it's already set up or it's already negotiated. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that we've had so many conversations on drop. I always go, there's something more I have to say. Yeah. Y'all, I was just trying to put my makeup on this morning. I was like, mm -hmm. and this about drop and that about drop says somebody who has not gone through drop in a while, but that's because we don't get kinky very often, but whatever, whatever. Okay, <laughs> I'm not bitter. Uh, next question. <laughs> Girl. I love you, Daddy. Save yourself. I know. What does negotiation look like before a scene? So we've talked about negotiation, links in the places mm -hmm. for a deep dive. Mm -hmm. I do wanna just say negotiation is communication. It's a conversation, mm -hmm. but there are some things that set it apart from like a rando conversation. Yeah. So what would you say for what does negotiation look like? Um, 
it's it's a lot of talking it's a lot of communication um you know let's say you you're you want to negotiate a spanking scene um you know there there's a lot of things to to work out between two uh just for a simple spanking scene you know do you want it barehanded paddles crops canes you know what type of implements are going to be used what do you like what ones are hard limits for you what ones are you know definite ones that you love um a bdsm checklist can help with this if that if you're like i don't even know what are my options absolutely a bdsm checklist can be Um, one of many tools you know there are things to take into consideration uh medical history Mm-hmm. For, for many people, uh, medications that people are on. Um, some people will not play if, if alcohol has been drank prior to. You know, so there, there are a lot of things that go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as the spanky, are there places you don't want to be touched? Mm-hmm. And all of these kind of questions, the specifics of them change depending on the activity, but it is you do the same i don't care if it's if spanking wax play bondage like these are the kinds of questions you have to be able to answer um pick up play like you go to the dungeon you find a person that looks like they're not you know awful and you go i like i like the the cut of your jib there uh can we negotiate play um, <laughs> whatever how many uh, opportunities does somebody have to use that expression? Not many. Um, <laughs> and like pickup play, that's going to be a lot quicker than what you might negotiate with a, a long, somebody who you either want to become your partner or somebody who is your partner. Um, a lot of dungeons, and I recommend it for play parties if you throw play parties and can get a copy and make something like this. Mm-hmm. They have literal worksheets where um, the ones I've seen most frequently have like an outline of the body. So you can put X's over, do not touch this part of my body or right. you know, here, right here is where you're allowed to touch. And it's, it's the ones I've seen have check bo- boxes for different activities or they have lines to add stuff. Um, and it's very clear what you're doing. Right. And it, because in those kinds of scenes, it's a very narrow negotiation. I would like to do this activity in this way with this person at this time, negotiating scenes in relationships or, or even casual play, but with somebody you're mm-hmm. going to casually play with more than once, probably yep. it's a more of an ongoing conversation. And I have found if you're trying to be with this person, who's going to do this scene with you for a long-term thing, platonically or love and sexually doesn't matter then the initial negotiation is going to be several conversations it's going to mm-hmm. take place probably over days and weeks before you get to that first scene um and once you have yeah. those initial negotiations then the next negotiations unless it's a brand new kink get shorter and shorter uh, what we like to do is we're constantly negotiating and what i mean yeah. by that because negotiation is just a conversation we'll be driving down the road and I'm like, what do you think of this? Or you're like, hey, mm-hmm. I saw this on the internet. What do you think? Right. And so we just throw it into casual conversation to feel one another out for our interest level. And it's only when we're ready to actually like go, let's try this thing that we'll sit and have a specific conversation yeah. about it. And I'm gonna add one more little caveat to this on mm-hmm. the negotiations, because this is something I've, I've seen kind of popping up mm-hmm. uh, a number of times. What are your expectations for the scene? Ooh, yeah. Okay. That is something that is so very important because I have heard of so many people going negotiating a scene, going into it, coming away, 
and being unfulfilled. So you need to ask yourself going into this, what do I expect from this scene? What do I want? Do I want to be brought to tears? Do I want bruises? You know, you may want to be brought to the point of crying and, and the person coming at you, they want to leave some bruises. Right, and you that's know? a conversation. You have it with yourself first. What do right. I want? And then you have it with one another. Mm-hmm. What are we trying to accomplish? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you you want to have a meeting with this uh, in the middle so that everybody gets their expectations met. Mm-hmm. You know, that is something that is, is so important and in- integral to this that many people do not think about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have talked about... To me, that comes down to teamwork, because even if you're mm-hmm. not, it's not a long-term relationship. The yeah. scene is teamwork. We're both working together to get a mutual outcome that we both are satisfied with. And also managing expectations. We've done both of those conversations. This next one is a really quick one, but I didn't want to ignore it because it's kind of a fun one. Okay. Uh, do we have opinions on Love and Leashes, a movie on Netflix? Is it a good depiction of Beginner DS? We have not watched it. We have not <laughs> watched it. we've watched very little TV lately. Um, I, I have, somebody has mentioned it. To I think me. Kat Black's about to do a reaction video to it, and the way she teased it, I think she really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've, like it's I mean, one of the, we, I think she said it was one of the best she's yeah. seen. Okay, I mean, we we have not even watched Bonding yet. Bondage. Bond. Bonding. Bonding. Fuck, I don't even know I, the names. I believe of these it's things. Bonding. I know, and there's like two two seasons already. Or yeah, it's getting a second season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So you know, yeah. We um, toyed with doing some reaction stuff for our patrons only because then I didn't think I'd have to worry too much about copyright stuff. Yeah. Um, we still haven't decided. No. But no, we have not watched we, it. We have not watched it. Um, so, yeah. We're boring. Uh, next question. This one is definitely for you. Uh-oh. What are some tips for gaining confidence as a top? And I think I put a link to a similar conversation. So there's that if you want mm-hmm. that. But what are some tips for gaining confidence as a top? Um, I, I think the best thing that you can do is understand yourself, what you are looking for, and learn about what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, it's kind of a confidence builder. You, you want, you know, if, if you as a top looking to flog somebody... Go to flogging workshops. Look, look for you know. There's there's lots of groups online. Um, in in this day and age, I would say you know there's there's um, reels and and YouTube videos you can watch um, and practice, 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 practice. Um, you know, as, as as if it's spanking. You know, learn about the different parts of the body that can and cannot be spanked. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's a mat as as you gain knowledge, you build confidence and practice. The more you and, practice, you'll and, get and the more, more you practice, the more confident you know, and the better you become at what you do. And I would also say maintain some humility. Because you're practicing, you're learning a thing, you don't maybe know how to do an activity or you Mm -hmm. have not interacted with this partner yet or whatever. Um, Go into it knowing that there's things you don't know and be willing to learn. Um, That does not make you weak. That actually makes you appear more confident Mm -hmm. because a confident person can say, I don't know, um, and not be afraid to show that they don't know. Um, If your submissive partner or your bottom partner has more experience than you, has more knowledge than you, 
let them teach you. Yeah. Learn from them. One, you'll get inside information from the person on the receiving end. Two, that will then be knowledge and then experience when you have a scene or whatever that you can carry with you into the next um, experience. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the the worst thing I see people do when they lack confidence is try to fake it so hard <laughs> that they come off as a um, arrogant asshole. Yeah. Like there's, I get the fake it till you make it. Like it, it could be a little off-putting for, for some people if you're pretending, if you're not even pretending confidence and you're just like fumbling around. But I'll also tell you that, that some people find that endearing because you're being mm -hmm. authentic. Um, but if you're gonna go for the, the fake it till you make it thing, uh, just just keep keep uh, a bit of humility. Stay humble. Yeah. Um, don't yeah. be afraid to admit that you don't know. Don't be afraid to go. Oh, my bad. That didn't go the way I thought it went. Those mm -hmm. kinds of things. And and check in. Check in through because what you're gonna get if you're doing it well. If the person on the receiving end is like, I'm enjoying this, and you check in and go, Hey, where are we at? Hey, how you doing? Hey, you want me to continue? Right. And they give you positive feedback. Mm -hmm. That's gonna build your confidence as well. If they yep. give you feedback of, Ooh, change this. Go faster. Go slower. That's not saying that you're doing anything wrong. It allows you to adjust, adjust. and adapt and learn. So that will give you confidence because if at the end of the scene or the moment, everybody's happy, yep. that's a confidence booster as and, well. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yep. You know, mistakes are gonna happen. Um, all the years I've had in this lifestyle, I still make mistakes. Um, she can tell, you know, I'll, there are times I land a paddle Mm -hmm. hit wrong mm -hmm. you know a flogger stroke misses um even with the hand and because you're not overly arrogant or think that you're above it all i have i know i'm safe to go Ooh, that did not land right Ooh, right wrong edge Ooh. and and i will you know briefly stop check in make sure she's okay mm -hmm. and Sorry for the oopsie, let's, you right. know. <laughs> Hell, when you've made a mistake in our relationship, I hate it when you have to apologize to me because my subby heart goes, oh, I don't like that you're my daddy. Yeah. You're supposed to be perfect. Um, that's a me problem. Uh, <laughs> but you apologize when you're wrong. Yeah. And, you know, all of those things go into making a better partner, dom or top. And when you can have positive interactions, even if they started negative, like a mistake was made, mm -hmm. that's where confidence grows as well. Yeah. Okay, next question. Okay. This one's also for you. I think there might've been a typo here, so I'm not 100% sure, but it says sometimes after a drop roll situation, and I think maybe dom drop, I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. I have difficulty embracing my dominant self again right away. Do you have any tips? Mm. Um, I, I think what, may come in there and if I'm understanding the question correctly um, you know I kind of experienced things like this especially early on when I came into the lifestyle because it's easy for me it was guilt mm -hmm. okay you know having been raised as someone you know you you never lay a hand on a woman Right. Okay. And there you and, are, wailing and, away and on a woman. And there I am, wailing <laughs> away on, on some woman's behind. And, you know, it, it's fun in the moment, but then when it all is said and done and, and you kind of, you know, go your way afterwards, th there's this kind of guilt that settles in. Mm -hmm. 
you know, oh my gosh, what did I just do? And, and I think that what's important there, what I found very helpful, even when Kayla and I got together, you know, after a scene, she would tell me how wonderful it was and she enjoyed the things that I did and, and it made her feel good and this and that, you know, and, and that kind of boosts you up and, and gives you that, that little nudge that you need when those negative feelings kind of creep in. And it's okay as a dominant to need reassurance. So yeah. if you're having these feelings and you're not already, please talk to your partner about it. It might be that mm -hmm. they you need a little bit of affirmation after a scene or you need right. aftercare. There's a really, I mean, doms need and deserve tops as well. Aftercare, mm -hmm. after a scene, aftercare will look different and it will come at a different time because yeah. typically aftercare for a submissive or bottom is literally like, ah, uh, they just had bodily harm done to them. Yeah. Let's make sure they're okay. Or they're so deep in some space they cannot speak or move. Let's wait for them to come back to themselves. Doms and tops, it might, it might be delayed. The aftercare might come from a friend if you needed it immediately, but when a submissive is back to themselves and can function again, aftercare might look like, you know, sitting quietly, holding your hand, telling you how great mm -hmm. it was, giving you a big old hug, like depending on the, the dynamic between yeah. the people. Um, but you've got to talk to your partner right. if you're not already and see what they can do that might help you as well. And I mean, sometimes it comes down to, even as a dom, um, like for me, my love language is physical touch. I'm okay with cuddles and hugs yeah. afterwards, you know, because that that's something that speaks to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of, and I think it only harms the dominance, uh, but I'm not a fan of the stoic, stony, silence, suffer in silence thing. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think it makes you more dominant to not express what you need, but I think that I'm not saying that this person is having this, but I know that it happens. I don't think it's helpful or healthy if a dominant's walking around going, well, I can never admit that I need a hug from a, a submissive or a bottom. I can never admit that I'm a little loopy in my mind. Like, yeah, you can, yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. It goes back to depending on the dynamic we're talking about, it's a teamwork thing. Yeah. And I team. we talked about this in the teamwork episode. Teamwork applies to the power exchange relationship, long-term dom-sub. In, in its own way, it applies to pickup scenes and casual play. Mm -hmm. The teamwork aspect is we're both trying to accomplish a goal here. And the goal is whatever happens in the scene. And then we are happy, satisfied and content on the other side. And so the teamwork part comes in of if one of us walks away from that scene going, it was good, but, or, oh, drop was bad and I had no support, then did you actually accomplish the goal you set as a team, right? Like there can be tweaks to what each person long-term or not can do for one another that helps accomplish that goal. And if you are consistently struggling with getting back into your mindset or mm -hmm. or feeling your dom or sub self after drop or just after something intense, look for ways to get what you need. And the first part of that is always, you're gonna have to say something. You're gonna have to say something. Mm -hmm. And if it's with a long-term partner, that's gonna be easier. That's somebody that yeah. hopefully you're confiding in anyway. If it's more of a casual thing, it might be the casual partner, it might be your friends, but you're gonna, you need support. You need somebody to, you know, yeah. be there for you and that's okay. Um, mm -hmm. So those were all the questions we got from oh, okay. Instagram. And mm -hmm. um, we've got a little bit of time. 
Mm-hmm. So we'll take some questions from live chat. Okay. I, I know there's a delay. Poor podcast listeners, you're like, there's no fucking delay for me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the live stream there is. To ask a question in the live chat, you need to tag us so it highlights the question and we see it. At Loving BDSM, type your question out in live chat on YouTube. Um, and we will try to answer a few of them, depending on how, if anybody gets me ranting, that might cut down how many we can answer because right. we can't stay here all afternoon. And I will remind anybody who's watching us on stream or podcast listeners who are like, I wish I could ask questions. Uh, there are two other opportunities where we regularly take questions. Um, we do a Friday night live stream on YouTube once a month. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one will be March, is that 24th? Let me look at a calendar. Yeah. Um, March 25th, I'm sorry, um, where we do take some questions there as well. And then if you join us uh, as a kinky patron on Patreon, we do a monthly Q&A there. We just did that. That's always the first Saturday of the month. So if you're like, but I have questions all the time, those are times that you can catch us if this is... um, if this time that we're doing this did not work for you or, you know, whatever. Um, Hmm. And if you ever need a reason to follow us at that handle I fucking hate over on Instagram, this is one of them because that's where we most consistently ask for questions because mm-hmm. they come to me in a very organized way and I can see them most easily. Um, <laughs> so, okay, we have a question. Yep. Is it is it cookies? I'm gonna call it cookies till you tell me how to say your name properly. Okay, so what would you say to someone who desires a BDSM lifestyle, but their wife doesn't understand the lifestyle at all? Um, So it's tough. Yeah. You've gone through it on the worst side of it. Yes. You are no longer with that partner. No. (laughs) So if they don't understand it, but they're willing to learn, that's different than what you went through, which is they didn't understand it and they shamed you to hell and back. Yeah. Uh, and then when they did find out years later after the divorce, you and I were about to be married and they found out that was unpleasant. They then uh, worried for your soul on Facebook. It yeah. was great. Um, so if we're talking about a, I don't get it at all, but I'm not being mean and awful and shamey about it. First of all, that's you're working from a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing to do is to figure out and to learn how to talk about it so that they are at least hopefully open to listening and maybe learning Mm -hmm. if they have some interest in it. So the other thing is you cannot make your partner be into it if they're not, but you can give them opportunities to go figure out either with your help or on their own if they're into it. The first thing we always, I've started recommending all the time for lots of situations, this one's especially, is to read the book Tongue Tied by Stella Harris it's a book entirely devoted to how to tell, to mm-hmm. communicate your desires and what you want. It's not just about kink, it's about sex as well, because yeah. half the battle is figuring out how to say it in to hopes that your partner can receive it. If they're open to the book, and it does come in audio book, ebook, paperback, like, any form of book you want. Um, if they're open to the idea of learning how to have those kinds of conversations, maybe they can read it as well because maybe they've got some desires that they haven't told you about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of it. The other thing is uh, many of us know through the hard lesson of having done this, learning about BDSM can be like drinking from a 
fire hose. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So if yeah. your partner is open to talking about it to figure out what it is you want and how maybe they feel about it, start small. Start with one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say start with, based on your own personal measure, the thing that seems, quote, and put air quotes here, least scary or threatening. <laughs> based on your relationship yeah. with that person. Start with the one that you think might have some mutual interest. Spanking is a huge gateway kink for that yeah. reason. A lot of people are like, yeah, spank me during rough sex. Mm-hmm. That's great. And that can be the thing that leads you into yeah. either impact play or dom sub or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But keep it simple keep in the beginning. Keep it very simple. Small baby steps. And be prepared to have conver- the same conversation multiple times in different mm-hmm. ways. Um, mm-hmm. And then give your partner space. Like share some resources that you feel like won't be too overwhelming. Um, like I would never say share our entire archive with a brand new person who doesn't even know if, how they feel about kink. We would yeah. be overwhelming. But if there's like a podcast episode or a blog post or a whatever that you think explains the thing you're trying to share better mm-hmm. than you can, share that one resource with them yeah. and then back off and give them time to digest, come up with their own questions, figure out how they feel. There you go. Okay. okay. And the questions are coming fast mm-hmm. and furious. Mm-hmm. I'm scrolling, y'all. I'm yep. scrolling. Um, so Sir Daddy Scarface asked, what are signs of Dom Drop? Um, you know, it it's kind of the same thing in some ways, um, like sub drop. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can feel lethargy, uh, tired, um, I, I know for me, one of the things for drop can and has been guilt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's. But you've also had the physical achiness and. I, I tend to get physically achy sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. almost like I have a bug or a flu or something mm-hmm. coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it's different for everybody. Those are kind of the things that, that I experience. The way I've seen it described not nothing's universal but mm-hmm. almost universally is it's a low feeling however that feels for you that's different from your typical mood okay like mm-hmm. you were feeling re- real good one moment and now ooh, you're not something is off there's an yeah. offness to it sometimes it's really stark like it's it's like you're coming down with the flu or it's yeah. feelings of I am I the most awful person ever because I just hit a person I care about like those mm-hmm. kinds of feelings or it can just be a Mm, low energy and it's a it's a spectrum yep okay okay um Um, yeah yeah yeah. uh what's the difference between a kink and a fetish that actually gets a lot of bdsm people very heated there's a massive debate on it yes uh in general a fetish is a thing that's um, air quotes around this out of the norm like that's subjective that you are sexually aroused by whereas a kink is a thing that you may do that is again air quotes subjective out of the norm um that you do that you may or may not that may or may not be sexually arousing right i mean to to give a quick example um for me boots Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. boots are a huge fetish of mine and as far as a kink, spanking. Yeah. Okay. Because like, to me, spanking is not something that ha- is sexualized. 
it can be, but it is not in. And it doesn't have to be. Like some right. people are into spanking because they like the sensation and they don't get aroused by it. Correct. Um, fe a fetish, there's arousal. It might yeah. be that you get aroused by the thing. It might mm. be that you cannot become aroused or get off without the thing or something about that thing gets you off. Whereas mm. kink might overlap. There's a Venn diagram where things that are fetishes are also kinks. And you mm -hmm. can call something your fetish and it be your kink. You can call it your kink and it not like it can, it goes back and forth. That's why there's debate on <laughs> the difference. Yeah. But the most succinct definition I've heard that I tend to agree with is that the fetish is sexually arousing and it can be an object. It can be a thing that you don't even have to use. You just look at where a kink tends to be an activity, not always, but tends to be and also does not have to be sexually arousing. Mm -hmm. So, and the, yes, there is overlap. Yeah. Okay, so question, and Davey, I'm happy to answer this because I think people don't always know how the sausage is made. Um, <laughs> did we have to market our videos when we first started due to the taboo nature or do birds of a feather flock together? So here's the thing, when you talk about BDSM sex, hell, you're just an LGBTQ community member, just living your life, being your, your LGBTQ self on the internet, which mm -hmm. I don't always classify us under that, although you're definitely not straight. Um, but BDSM falls in this umbrella as well, where you can't quote market. And when no. I say market, I can't buy ads to promote this. Facebook won't let me, Instagram won't let me, um, YouTube demonetizes us all the time. Uh, the algorithms don't love to promote adult content. Um, mm -hmm. I will not get into the debate here about shadow banning and stuff. Yes, I've experienced what I would call a shadow ban, mm. but I've also just not been making the algorithm happy. I've also lived <laughs> moments where our adult content did make an algorithm on a platform happy. It's all complicated, but the yeah. marketing is, there almost isn't any, especially because you can't buy ads. So you create your content, you try to use best practices for content creation. I will not get into those weeds here because hmm. that'll be boring for most people. Um, so that maybe the right people find you when they're searching, they go to YouTube and maybe they type in BDSM or they type in Dom Sub. And hopefully I've used the tools that everybody has access to to be found. And then it's my job, our job, to create compelling enough content that people watch or listen or come back because that sends signals to the platform that, hey, you're there. Then there is, yeah, being on social media and hoping people find you um, and talking about the fact that you do the thing you do. Um, our best friend has been Google search, mostly through our website, mm -hmm. but on our website, you can get to everything we do. So the marketing is, you have to go be out there and be findable. Um, but to throw money at it, especially when you're in the beginning is not gonna happen. You can buy sponsorships on other people's podcasts. You can collaborate with other kink content creators and get on each other's platforms. You can do that and that's a form of marketing. We don't do that because I have social anxiety. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what we've done is just create the content consistently, use the tools available to us and hope people find us. And then when they find us, that they like us. There. Yeah. Okay, scrolling. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, um, Diana says, I met someone great who I can connect with on my level. However, we are excited to try our favorite kings together, but uh, 
think there might be a typo here. Would be appropriate to time our different play during sessions. Ooh. Um, if, if what you're asking is we have all these kinks, should we do them all in one scene or separate out the kinks to different scenes? In the beginning, when you're just getting to know one another, stick with one, maybe two kinks yeah. at a time per scene. As, as you become more confident and, and more um, relaxed in that, then you can add other elements in, try different things. And that can be a really fast paced thing. Like the sure. first time you, you and I seen together, you spanked me. Mm -hmm. The second time we seen, a few hours later, <laughs> you spanked me and I think a vibrator was in play. Mm -hmm. The next day we seen together <laughs> and we added more stuff in. Yeah. So it's not like this is a months long process. No, it's no, just, no. if you're just now starting to scene together for the first time or play together for the first time, in general, we recommend starting slow and small, unless you're both extremely experienced kinksters and extremely experienced at negotiating and very clear in your communication and confident enough in yourselves to stop things, to speak up, those kinds of things, you can go a lot faster. Mm. But if you're still one or both of you are still new-ish, start with one and build up. But that build up can be really fast. Yep, yep. Um, okay. Ah, ah, I'm scroll. oh God, I lost it, okay. okay. Are there resources regarding the possibility of long-term relationships between two doms? Um, who, like enjoy, they enjoy co-doming, bedroom dynamics, um, but not talking about switches. So it's mm -hmm. two doms in a relationship. Yeah. I don't know of any I'm, resources. I'm not sure of, of any myself either. Mm -mm. I mean, we used to like, it's, this would not be a resource, but my experience is we used to have a friend who was married, they're both, Married couple, they were yeah. both doms. They were, they also had an open non-monogamous relationship. So they each had their submissive partners. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't know that as I've come across resources. resources. No, I doesn't I'm not. mean they're not out there. Right. I just have not. So if anybody in the live chat uh, knows of resources, shout them mm -hmm. out. Um, Rachel asks, is there an age limit to starting in the lifestyle? Can a daddy be younger than a little? The age limit is 18 or the legal adult age in your country of right. origin. Uh, can a daddy be younger than a little? Absolutely, because yeah. daddy, mommy, caregiver, that's a mindset. Little is a mindset. I know mm -hmm. 60 plus year old people who are littles. I hope yeah. nobody's gonna try and tell them they can't be fucking little because they're in their 60s, so. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the discomfort people tend to feel about that is because of the societal and cultural norms we're kind of all raised with of like, I used to be very uncomfortable that you were not taller than me. And you hell, did. when we first met, you were my height and now you're shorter than me. <laughs> you reminded me with one quick hair pull that height doesn't fucking matter. Right. But why did I have that <laughs> issue? Because I've gotten the message over my 42 years on this planet that uh, tall men who are taller than women are preferable. And I do, I mean, I do love a tall king. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Let me climb that like a jungle gym. <laughs> but I'm also afraid of heights. So I'll take my short king and be very fucking happy. Thank you. There's the same same principle with can the daddy or the mommy or the caregiver be younger than their little partner? Yeah. Absolutely, because it's yeah. an energy you're bringing. It's not an age. Right. Is you're... it common for older partners to be the caregiver, younger partners? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happens. That's cliche almost. I mean, it, 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 ma be, it does not, not matter the age because mm -mm. what you're looking at is, is when you look at this person, you're not looking at their age you're looking at whether they can meet your needs and you are willing 
to give them that power and the title of daddy. I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm, I'm, did I see one that maybe didn't have a tag? Hold on. I'm scrolling back through the live chat. This will be a last call for questions because mm -hmm. we we also want to do a bonus section before yep, we go yep. away on our break. Um, ah, okay. What are some ways to deal with feeling ashamed about having a particular fetish? Mm. Ooh, shame is shame is uh, shame is rough. Rough, yeah. Uh, we've gotten the messages from society. We've gotten the messages mm -hmm. from caregivers. We've gotten the messages from our peers. We've gotten the messages from the internet, from media. Um, shame is a hard cycle to break out of, and it's a lot of inner work. Um, I have been helped personally by being with a partner and having friends who are completely non-judgmental and go, that's a normal, that's a normal thing. Okay. That's your mm -hmm. thing. I might not be into it, but that's your thing. Um, but I've also done a lot of inner work and worked on myself. Yeah. Um, I, not everybody agrees, but I love me some Brene Brown on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on reading about shame and vulnerability or listening to, she's got multiple podcasts. Um, so if you're looking for somebody who speaks on it eloquently, highly recommend. Mm -hmm. If you can read all the resources or listen to all the resources and, and you have a supportive partner and it's still not enough, a kink-friendly uh, therapist, if that's uh, something you have access to, right. highly recommend. Mm -hmm. um, because shame is, is, is difficult. Yeah, it's it so is deep rooted in too many of us for different I, reasons. I was I was lucky, and I've told this story before. Early mm -hmm. on in coming into the lifestyle, um, I had a submissive masochist explain to me what pain meant to her, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and that went a long way for me mm -hmm. to to get past the bulk of the guilt. Yeah, it, there's a little bit of believing people when they tell you, I like this and it's a good thing and it's mm -hmm. not unhealthy. There's um, a bit of putting yourself to the extent that you can around people online or in person who are who don't shame you for the things you like. Kink communities can be, like any community on the planet, can be not great for that. But when you yeah. find the right kink community... And they're like, they embrace your you and your fetishes and, and aren't going to be judgy and shamey. That can go a, a long way to uh, self-acceptance. Um, <clears throat> shame is a hard thing to overcome. When and if and when you can overcome it, it is very liberating. I've become a lot more confident in the past 10 years as I've embraced my submissive side and my kinks. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I have to cough. <clears throat> um, and so there's also a time factor. It's going to take time. It didn't... Yeah. It didn't, the shame, the deep embedded shame d did not happen overnight. Mm -hmm. So making it go away will not happen overnight either. Yeah. Thank you, Davey, at least for that super chat. We appreciate it. Ooh, and there's a unicorn. Oh. Uh, another question. What point in a new vanilla relationship should you talk about DS desires? I seem to be doing it too soon, making the person think I'm only looking for sex. So part of me wants to say, let the trash take itself out or, yeah. <laughs> or let people self-select out, right? Like mm -hmm, if your DS mm -hmm. desires are inherent to who you are and it's going to be a necessary part of your relationship, it's better to have people nope out now, right? even with their misconceptions about what it is, than for you to get deep, point it out to them, go, here's what I need, and then have them nope out 
when you're, there's feelings when involved. When there's feels involved. That yeah. being said, is it easier to explain our DS desires that they're not all about sex, blah, 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 to somebody that we've formed a connection with? Um, because then they're more apt to listen to us and to hear us and to like mm -hmm. deep dive with us. There's no right answer. So my personality no. is I put it out. I am not that I'm looking, but I put it out there and I let people self-select out. Even if they have assumptions about what it is and those assumptions are wrong, that means I don't have to educate you because you've already noped out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm happy to be approached by somebody who maybe they've never even been a dom. Well, no, I need somebody who knows what they're doing, but like somebody who gets it and I don't have to do all the educate educating with and I don't have to explain myself to like, just go, don't look at me like I'm a crazy person. This is a legit, like, meh. If you don't mind being an educator as well as a kinkster in a relationship, then maybe you wait until you see if there's a actual connection mm -hmm. and then that it's worth your time and effort and energy to educate them and bring see if they want to go along on this journey. Yeah. But that's a personal decision. I don't I don't think there's any any right way to do that. No. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. And <laughs> Cookies, oh. thank you for the super chat. And it's a peach, which of course is a butt. I love the peach emoji. Thank you both. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I mean, it's of course people get into vanilla relationships all the time yeah. and bring that partner along with them on this journey and that partner embraces it. Um, but also there's stories of people who are like, nah, I'm, I'm not interested, I'm, I'm vanilla. And you know, they either, the, the kinky mm. partner either has to make the decision Am I going to stay with this person because there's a connection, but not get the kink that I need? Or am I yeah. going to break up with a person I genuinely like, but because this need is so important? It's, it's none of it's easy and there's no single no. right answer. Um, but if you feel like there were some connections that could have been really good and maybe with time they would have listened to you and you would have liked to have explored that, then that becomes a personal decision to maybe yeah. hold off a few dates before you talk about it. But if if power exchange is an inherent part of your identity and or absolute need in a relationship, I say lead with that, let mm -hmm. them know about. Because now that's fewer people to weed through. Yep. So, yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I do not see any other questions coming through, so we're gonna stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> and we are gonna do a bonus section. And yes. thank y'all for your questions, and thank you for your time and attention. And bonus section is mm. coming. Some good up. questions. Now, there were some good questions, yeah. and I don't think I ranted. I rambled because that's what yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I feel like we answered more than we usually do. Like we got through them like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're on a roll. Yeah. So now we gotta go into the bonus section. Dun dun. Dun dun. Okay. Okay. So are we good? I don't know. I'll pretend. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. And we'll, we will not see you next week. No, we we'll won't. See you in two weeks. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? You know, I could be mean. And, <laughs> could. And I could. could be, he says. And, you know, say, no, you can't talk to the crickets. But um, I know we're going to be taking a week off and you won't 
be able to talk to the crickets for a week. I will not. So I, I'm, I'm in an a, a, a internal struggle here. Mm-hmm. You know, do I be nice and give you permission to talk to the crickets? Mm-hmm. Or do I be let my sadistic nature show through and, and not... Who will win, the daddy or the sadist? <laughs> It's a toss of the dice. You you, you just dice. don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. spin a coin. It could land either, either way, way, heads or tails. May the odds be forever in your favor. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may talk to the crickets, girl. Thank you. I would like somebody <laughs> to notice that I waited almost patiently. And I allowed him to go on whatever the fuck that was. And I did not try to bulldoze you through that or rush you along. You did not. I mean, I'm, did I fidget? Yes. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh, I, you were fidgeting for sure. I feel like I deserve something for that. <laughs> Gold star. Diet Coke. Because we are out of Diet Coke in this house and it makes me very sad. I mean, I just something. Something. Right, something. Right. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm still coffee sorry <coughs> <laughs> ah, uh, bonus section well all three of the fur babies have finally gotten caught up on all their test vaccinations and vet appointments $700 later I'm so glad we have three fur babies to love <laughs> right 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you know what you're taking on but also we took, we adopted each one of them separately and had their initial vet appointments separately. So you don't mm-hmm. feel the cost, but we got behind because yeah. of the holidays, because of my surgery, because we were, we've been broke. And so we did got them caught up all at once over the course of two days. Yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. I'm glad mm-hmm. I can help keep the lights on in this place this month. You're welcome. <laughs> right. No kidding. Um, yeah. Onyx and Ella both have to be sedated to go to the vet. Yeah. Actually, Onyx just has to be sedated to be Getting put the, into the carrier. Ca- yeah. Uh, Ella yeah. has to be sedated because she tries to uh, murder the vet techs. Um, so Onyx had her appointment by herself. Um, the one and only time I've ever gotten to pick this cat up was because she was sedated and terrified and trying to hide from the vet tech. <laughs> um the appointment ended up being mostly fine other than she tried to hide in a corner of the exam room and I had to go get her and she was sedated enough that she let me hold her and I cherished that moment. Yeah, right. Um, and yes, I did all of this by myself because JB was working in the shop and I was not going to interrupt production, but I'm thinking I should have. The next appointment was the following Monday, this past Monday with Lola and Ella. Now Lola's such a good girl. I was like, I can do a cat and a dog because Lola's fine. Except Lola did not want to get onto the um, scale. Right. So another vet tech had to pick her up. I know why she did not want to get on the scale. She's about 15 pounds overweight. And when you're, when you're a dog, that's a lot. Um, did I rat out JB to the vet when she was like, what is going on with Miss Lola? I was like, my husband is going on. I said, I said her food, her meal intake is fine. It's the treats. Um, and yeah, she's been super indulged and not gotten a lot of walks recently. And so waking. So, and that's actually, she had come down in weight. And we know that because her harness 
had fallen and her collar had loosened up a little bit, but has not not come down enough. So she's she's officially a chunky girl. Ella sedated went into her carrier fine came out of now i didn't even see them take her out of the carrier they carried her to the back to do all of her stuff but then they brought her back to me and said okay look we got ella's vaccines in her but we could not do the blood draw for her blood test um she gouged the vet tech severely we will have to make that as a separate appointment and increase her sedative dosage it's literally double <laughs> instead of like one capsule at night and one capsule in the morning it's two and two they're like and then you can bring her back for this blood draw thing that they have to do i went oh my god okay i'm so sorry and i'm looking at ella who's looking very like placid and demure and like she's just chilling in her carrier like i don't know what the fuck's wrong yeah. with any of you people then the vet tech came back in and y'all she had gauze bandages wrapped around both her wrists like two or three inches wide around both her wrists from where Ella got her. I looked at her and I went, I am so sorry. And she said, look, it comes with a job, it's fine. And she helped me get to the car when we were done and she was carrying Ella's carrier and she looked in the carrier and went, I still love you, Ella, even though you were really mean. I'm like, thank God she's pretty, right? And she went, yeah, thank God she's pretty. (laughs) So yeah, Ella went murder mittens. Onyx tried to hide in a corner. Lola did not want to be weighed. And I mean, I don't want to be weighed either. At the vet, not the vet. I don't want to be weighed at the vet at all. I don't want to be weighed at the doctor either. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the fact that I did not come home from the second day's worth of appointments and drink is. I mean, yeah, I know. I was I know. like, I, I we felt, did go uh, get us some coffee, though. I, I felt kind of bad for you after after hurting you know all that um yeah not not a good good uh appointment i i think you know the the part of this is to not schedule multiple animals i don't think that i think it I would not have wanted, it was an hour each time and then the prep to get there and the travel. I was giving up an hour and a half to an hour yeah. and 45 minutes. I don't want to do that three times. <laughs> <laughs> also, they got Lola and Ella out together. Their appointments were together yeah. in less yeah. time than Onyx's appointment. Now, I would not bring <laughs> both cats at the same time. Like, fuck that yeah, shit. Yeah, no, 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 no. That would be even, even yeah. sedated. That would be a bit much. No. Yeah, so, no, I would not do two cats together. Yeah, but I'll do a cat. No. And a, I might do Lola and Onyx next time. Mm. Or maybe we'll schedule it so you have to go with me. And Because Lola didn't want to listen to me. Lola Lola did not want to be there. Yeah. We go into the exam room. She stayed by the door, the door we had come through to leave. And every time I would sit down and I would pet her to keep her calm. And then I would get up. I would feel bad because I was Ella's just sitting in her carrier on the countertop. I'm like, oh, let me go pet Ella, who was super friendly, wanted all of my love and affection. And every time I would stand up to go over to Ella to pet her, Lola would stand up and go to the door. <laughs> I was like, we're not going that way. We're not going that way. It'll be a minute before we go that way. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it's, been, it's been interesting with them. But they're all caught up. They are. Uh, they are. We're good. We're good. We're mm-hmm. good. We're good. Yeah. Um, 
that's that's been the bulk mm-hmm. of my, my yeah. past few days. But you you did kind of get a reward for it all yesterday. I got spanking. You did. That was nice. You did. It was it was kind of nice. I, I I had read I had actually read a blog. That turned you on? Yeah. It, it was about a spanking. Oh, okay. And, I'll take it how And I was it. like, ooh, ooh, I got an itch. And um, I, um, it was actually after lunch. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Kayla and I was like, you're done working, aren't you? <laughs> and she's like, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I was at a stopping point myself Mm -hmm. so i told her i was like go in the bedroom bend over the bed and drop your drawers and you even used my favorite paddle and i don't know if the angle was different or if um i'm just it's been so long that i'm Mm -hmm. I'm decent Mm -hmm. like i'm more sensitive like i'm not desensitized like i've i've i don't have leather butt anymore i never (laughs) had leather butt but you know like a light version of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because i was like this, this is my favorite smacky paddle, and it hurts. It hurts so right. But uh, did I endure? Yes, because yeah. we take what the fuck we can get. Yep. And yep. thank you, Cookies, for that line. Thank that, you so um, much. Super chat. I don't know what the yep. things are called. It's so sweet. And let me see. What's the emoji? Is it a teddy bear? I can't tell. It looks like a teddy bear. Yeah. I like it. So. so. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. It made for a, it was very impromptu. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no build-up, no anticipation. It was a very, you know, ooh, we have a moment of opportunity here. Mm-hmm. And going to take it. Yeah, and, and that's it. the mindset we have to get back into. Of mm-hmm. uh, We see an opportunity. Now, it's hard when you're navigating two people's mindsets and moods because yeah. you, you know, had I, like, been in a different place mentally or emotionally, it wouldn't mm-hmm. have worked. But I, I yeah. was like... I will follow along this mystery Dom voice moment. Okay. Cause I didn't, I didn't know what you planned. I, when the moment I heard the voice, I knew something was planned, but I had yeah. no idea. And that's a freedom you get in long-term power exchange where we, you know what my limits are. Yeah. You know what I'm into, what I like, what I don't like. So you don't have to stop and ask me every time. The difference though, is I have to speak up if, it's the wrong time for me. Like you can surprise me with kink scenes as long as they're within my limits and that's what you do. But if something's going on with me that I haven't previously communicated with you, I have to say something if I can't do that scene. Mm -hmm. So. True, 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 true. So. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, no, I'm I'm kind of, um, spring has definitely sprung here in Florida. And I'm gearing it, up. The weather doesn't know what the fuck it wants to do. Well, that's do. true. That's true. And I'm I'm gearing up for some serious yard work here soon. Yeah, you had to buy all the like this citrus something and this citrus weed fertilizer. And... The the our our orange tree. I don't know if you looked at it. No, it it it's is outside. it is it is ready to just burst out in flower. Well, I haven't finished. We haven't finished the oranges from this growing season. I know. Season. I know. We did have delicious fresh squeezed orange juice. Yes. Yes. yes you yes. made an omelet. We, we, I we, squeezed the oranges. We, we've kind of done a thing. Kayla discovered I can make a mean omelet. Like looks like a, from a restaurant omelet. I'm like, where the fuck has this been all these years we've been together? <laughs> Why have I not been eating more omelets? <laughs> 
And yeah, I said it exactly like that. You know, my yeah. most submissive voice. And uh, so I, I a, either a Saturday or Sunday morning, whichever works best for us, I've been making us omelets. And this past weekend, with our omelets, we had fresh squeezed orange juice. It took their little oranges and they're actually mm-hmm. like, they're not, they've not gone bad or I would not have squeezed them, but they're on that cusp of the yeah. peel is actually pulling away from the fruit. Um, it won't be long. And no, so to get two full glasses for both of us, I squeezed 12 or 13 of those fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> now I had the little juicer yeah. thing yeah. that, you know, little plastic one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So yeah, it was delicious. Though. It was, What's funny is it doesn't even look like a natural quote. The orange of orange juice you buy in the store, they're like, it's a hundred percent orange juice. Is a muted it, it's orange, like a yellowish orange. Yeah, yeah, what came out of our oranges was like neon orange. Yeah, it was bright orange. Oh my god, it's delicious. But it tasted so good. It's delicious. Tasted so good. Uh, Silent Wing, um, as the uh, queen moderator, uh, asked <laughs> if I have reminded everybody that the monthly. YouTube live stream hangout Q&A has moved. I did say it, but I don't know if I clearly said it. Mm-hmm. March 25th, not okay. during our break when we get back. Yep. Um, same time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We will mention it at that week's episode yeah. when we get there. But yeah, yep, yep, March yep. 25th. So yeah, so. but that, that tree is ready to just like burst forth with flowers. Yeah, when the flowers come out they're they're so pretty oh yeah and then the smell and and oh, that's the, the the scent of them yep it's delicious mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. man we had so many oranges i think we may have just as much next year if not more yeah we didn't and we ended up not yeah. counting them when we should have we meant to i know i know but i'm know. i'm fairly certain it was 75 to 100 easily easily, easily. yeah and and after i picked the oranges because of the way the tree had grown it was actually i was having to take sticks and prop the branches up i i did a lot of pruning on the tree as i picked this year too so <laughs> junie said new patreon perk oranges, oranges. Yeah. florida oranges <laughs> i am proud to say we have more patrons than we have oranges <laughs> I'm gearing up to be doing some yard work. And it'll be spring break for the kids, so you'll have a helper I'll, and it I'll won't have be a me. Yeah. It'll be a 12-year-old yeah, yeah, child. Yeah. Exactly. Who will complain the whole time, but exactly. then probably get treated to like Dunkin' Donuts or something. Mm-hmm. And then go, but this is exactly what I deserve for all the hard work you made me do. <laughs> <laughs> that kid, that is something he would say. Yeah. And mean it. Be like, yeah. I absolutely deserve this as payment. Mm-hmm. It is my day. I, I, I. I do treat him, you know, when, when yeah. we do a lot of work, uh, one of his favorite things is to go to Dunkin'. And, double chocolate uh, donut, double chocolate, chocolate donut, milk. Chocolate that's, what milk. He wants. that's all he wants. And and I'm, I'm very, very happy to treat him. You know, he's he's a very good helper. He is. I mean, you he. Know. I have watched from the inside of the house, looking out of the window, <laughs> because why would I go out there? And you'll be working, and I know he's there to assist you pick this thing mm-hmm. up, carry this thing. And he is such like a little free spirit. He'll just be dancing. Yeah. To the music in his head, mm-hmm. waiting for you to tell him what to do. And I'm right. Like, there's there's my child yeah, right, right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. and Cookies asked a question. What is my favorite vape juice? Um, I have two, um, menthol, and then my second is chocolate mint. 
of or course. mint chocolate. And and if you see a theme going there, you know, yeah, there's, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, the double chocolate donuts uh, are hard to come by. They're very popular yeah, at Dunkin'. Yeah. And so we have actually found a Dunkin' Donuts that consistently has double chocolate donuts uh, at the time he and I are most likely to be there, which is on our way to me taking him to school. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, the other two that are in some ways closer to where we live, but are not on the way to school, can, are very inconsistent with their double chocolate donut uh, yeah. stock. And so the second time we went to this one Duncan that's on the way to school, he looks at me and goes, Mom, th- this is our Duncan. This is the one we have to come to. <laughs> um when it's it's our on our way to school Duncan now y'all we do not go to Duncan multiple times a week even even always once a week like it'll be like once a month minimum maybe like at a random time so maybe twice a month but that's that's our Duncan and so a couple weeks ago you were treating him to Duncan for having helped you Mm -hmm. and you were telling me where y'all were going and it blew his little mind because it was not the Duncan closest to us it was the on the way to school Duncan almost guaranteed to have double chocolate donuts but then you took it a step further because my my child is an indoor cat like his mother and and what did what did you do to that poor child for him to get his double chocolate donut we went inside and ordered and sat down and ate i don't think he even knows what the inside of a duncan looked like before then. <laughs> i really don't i really don't think he and did. see i i blew his mind because when we lived in tarpon mm-hmm. we were just up the street from a Duncan, mm-hmm. and I used to take both boys to Duncan. We used to go inside and sit down in there all the time and eat. It's and been so long for him. He's yeah. like, well, no, I only, we only do drive through. Plus, also, yeah. like I said, he's my child. No, we're not we're <laughs> going inside where the people are. What the fuck? <laughs> no, and no. it was funny because yeah, he, you know, and and it's it's weird because there are certain things he will remember. Mine like a steel to, trap to a detail that you know it's like, huh, and. He did not remember that we used to go no, to Duncan. No, was con- yeah. convinced that he had never. Never, had. yeah. And yet this is the same child. He's 12. He was sitting in the car with us. We were going somewhere, doing something. And he described a memory from when he was like two or three. Like detailed. And I mm-hmm. vaguely remembered it. I was like, uh, you remember that? He's like, yeah. yeah. But he, he, he can't remember going to Duncan and Tarpon Springs. No. <laughs> so, <sighs> yeah, y'all it, on the live stream before or the podcast or the, uh, the whole thing before break, I could I could just talk. And I talk. know you could. I know. I know. I know. I have nothing to say, but mm. I <laughs> 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 give me a minute. Some random Something thought will pop into your head. Of um, course. Yeah, I have a new purple work table that we built. Yeah. out of bits and pieces mm-hmm. thank, thank you internet for giving us a cheap table idea right it um added to the it's a workstation shipping station table for all the stuff i do for your shop and our yeah. etsy shops mm-hmm. and it's purple yep and i've put it to good use <laughs> I've yeah got, you have didn't take I mean, you long no to, uh... <laughs> i had to organize i also had to organize uh, it's, it's tough to be me i had to organize glitter yesterday yeah and then got glitter everywhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah it's funny i'm looking at because i the where i'm sitting in relation to the room and you i look straight at the the table and the the shipping station and yeah and that is so organized because i did something about it but if i turn my head the opposite direction to look at the corner where i actually work all <laughs> the time it is 
it's not as organized. <laughs> I also, with a gift card I got at Christmas to Joanne, Joanne's, uh, I bought a ridiculous amount of holographic and glitter iron-on vinyl, like you put on shirts and tote bags and whatever, and have no projects to do with any of it. But I own it, but I have, don't have a place for that either. So I've just got like hollow and glitter stuff just like stashed everywhere. So... And Silent Wing is trying to lead me down the path of either righteousness or damnation and suggesting that my new purple work table that we built and I painted this weekend, I should finish with a resin, glittery resin top. Um, It would make it more sturdy. I could do all kinds of stuff on top of that, that work table. But I know we just bought a bunch of resin and I know how expensive it is. He's not going to let me use that resin for that. Not the, not the right kind of resin for that. So. <laughs> nope, sorry, you're out of luck. You're out of luck. So, yeah. Anything else? There's stuff. Yeah. There's stuff. But I don't know. Let me check my text messages. I, I said it at the top of the live stream. I didn't say it in the podcast. I have a family member in the hospital. Yeah. Should have gone home yesterday. <laughs> Well, Yesterday, yeah. If it if it had not. been if had if it had been a normal appendicitis yeah. surgery, she could have gone home yesterday. Um, was hoping she could have gone home today because she asked. And I haven't for, heard anything and from anybody. I've not heard anything from anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like she's going to be um, there for a few more days at this point. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's been kind of a bumpy ride. I mean, even to the point I guess yesterday, told her husband not to even come. No, he had to go to work. Oh, he had to go to work. He only, okay. I mean, okay. Yeah, there's only so much uh, pay. He's running out of paid time off, and a, a family medical leave act is longer duration. So hopefully, he won't need to use that. But. Yeah. So, yeah, we're kind of on high alert over here. We thought we were going to have to figure out how to one of us to go pick her up from the hospital because yeah. her husband had to work today. But mm-mm, mm-mm. And, I, and that was fine. I was happy to rearrange the schedule like that. Yeah, let's let's bust you out. Let's get you right. home. Um, but I'm surprised she hasn't uh, called one of us to bring her bring her a Starbucks. I know. Right? <laughs> I oh, was waiting for that. So. <laughs> she is, is diabetic and is on a restricted diet just in general. She, I mean, she's she been diabetic my entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. So she she knows what she can and can't eat. Well, the hospital <laughs> made an oopsie and put her in for a regular diet. So her first meal post-surgery was breakfast. And she was like, oh, I was it French toast or waffles? Oh, I ate that. She's like, I didn't eat the syrup. I didn't drink the orange juice. I know what I'm supposed to do. But the nurse found out she was not coded correctly for the correct diet and fixed that immediately after breakfast. Yeah. She was like, well, I enjoyed it while it lasted. I knew it would not stay this way. So, And, you know, that's, that's the thing that, that really gets me with her a little bit because it's like, you know, you've told me she's pretty much been diabetic most of her life. Uh, they are pretty sure that she was clearly diabetic when she was a little kid and didn't get yeah. diagnosed till her early and, 20s. Yeah. And, you know, it's for her because of the, the, I guess, depth of her 
diabetes, you know, she needs to eat correctly. Yeah. And yet when it's put in front of her, she won't say, you know, I can't have this. No, she... She will, she will <laughs> deny her. I mean, she will she will follow certain guidelines, but yeah. her I, I've heard her say in the past, she's like, I know what I can't and can't do. I know how to work my medicine. Don't you can't tell me what to do. I also think this particular relative is definitely a baby girl. Like, (laughs) I don't I have no clue (laughs) about kink or whether she would. But the the vibe, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's Um, true. But also, you know what? I know I shouldn't eat a certain way either. Yeah, I know. Do it. So I'm not going to I'm not going to judge anybody else for what they do. I can't, I mean, I can't imagine having to police myself every single moment of the day. And so uh, I, I, even when I've tried, I've failed miserably. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We probably should get going I because know. I haven't even eaten lunch. You yet. haven't eaten anything yet. And I know you've got to work. Time. I've got work I've to do. I've got to pick up a kid from school. You've got to pick up a kid from school. Well, so, that means yeah, I have there's... to say goodbye to everybody for like over a week. Well, you know, a lot lot of the folks you can jump into and chat with on the Discord server. I never go into Discord unless I have a snarky thing to say or a glitter thing to say or a picture to share. When don't you have something snarky to say? Sometimes I'm too busy for the snark. (laughs) Or with my new memory issues, thank you, perimenopause, um, I think the snarky thing, and by the time I go to a keyboard or pick up a phone, I have already forgotten it. I've forgotten where I was in the steps of making coffee in the middle of making coffee because I got distracted. And so either your coffee's not going to be sweet at all or it's going to be way too sweet because (laughs) did I put in the syrup or not? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I guess we have to go now, don't we? We have to go. Thank y'all for being here. Thanks Thanks for those who submitted questions. Mm -hmm. Thanks for to those who stay to the bitter 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 end i understand many of you have to like pause it come back listen to a little bit pause Mm -hmm. it come back it's Mm -hmm. okay i don't i don't judge and i'm not offended uh yeah i guess we have to go so we can like rest and not be burnt out because that's the whole point also like that if we work for ourselves we should get some kind of fucking freedom there's supposed to be some goddamn point to it (laughs) okay we're gonna go all right Okay. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Glad to have you along. We're on gonna this, miss uh, you. Crazy chaotic ride. We'll be back, but we'll miss you. Yeah. It's only a week, but I'm like, right. bye, farewell, write to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Bye. bye.